0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at Inc.com. or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
0: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSCs that works at Tab, and he comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Happy to have him here because I don't know it all. And uh, Bob's seen a lot in the field with our client base, obviously. Feel free to get online. I know it's a gorgeous Saturday morning, Eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC. And of course, if you're listening on the stream all over the country, WTIC will pay for it. And the longer the distance, the more fun we have with the, the phone bill. So feel free to get online, eight hundred nine six six 966 wtic 522-WTIC. Uh, there's always stuff in the news when it comes to technology. And uh, we uh, enjoy talking about some of the crazy things that are going on out there in the technology world. Here's one that I, th- I found interesting. So uh, you know that Apple movie you bought on uh, the iStore there? Well, it turns out that if the licensing terms change, the movie you purchased vanishes So, you thought you bought the movie, Apple said you bought the movie, you paid for the movie, you go to your library, it's gone. So, it turns out that um, the iStore and Apple have different licensing rules with each of these movies that they were selling you. And uh, sometimes, they just go away because the license rights for the movies have been removed. And you really have no nothing you can do about it, even though it should be illegal. I'm sure Blumenthal's all over this. This is one of those Blumenthal issues that he loves to deal with. Uh, you you know you, you bought your movie, and then it disappears, and Apple will do this for you. They'll give you six bucks if you want to rent another movie, <laughs> um, even though you paid far more than six bucks for that movie when you purchased it. Because if you go online, if any of these store uh, Online systems, you can buy a movie for 20, 25 bucks, put it in your quote unquote library. Um, But it just turns out that, you know, just like anything else when it comes to the cloud or anything you don't physically have in your hand, they giveth and they taketh away. (laughs) Just look out for that EULA when you're buying, you know, Apple reserves the right to say we don't own this anymore and we'll take your money anyways. (laughs) And they say it really quickly with lawyers. Um, I'll put the link up here for you so you can read the whole sad story. But this poor guy you know, is pretty upset that a bunch of his movies just went poof. And it could happen to you. I have no way to tell you how to fix it because you can't, quote-unquote, download the movie and back it up or put it somewhere else because it's within your iTunes store, I guess. So if it happens to go away on you, all you can do is kiss that money goodbye, I guess. It was all vaporware to begin with. You were just borrowing it even though they told you you bought it. So there's that for Apple. What do you got, Bob?
2: Oh, you remember those four dollar batteries that uh, Apple decided to lower the price on? They were charging seventy nine dollars for them. Twenty nine dollars. No, no, they were charging seventy nine dollars, uh, but they lowered the price to do you a favor because it cost them four dollars
0: to twenty
2: nine, to down to twenty nine right. dollars.
0: This is for the whole iPhone six debacle where they were where they were throttling your phone. Right, Slinning when it, it
2: got th- down to where the battery life was down to 80%.
0: Right. They'd throttle your they'd phone. They'd throttle
2: you back to 40%. Right.
0: And <laughs> then, if, then of course, you thought your, your phone was bad. You'd go ahead and buy the new one because it was lighter and faster and a little thinner. And uh, they got a new purchase out of it. Now what's going on with these batteries?
2: So if you haven't changed the battery on your iPhone.
0: iPhone 6, right? It's iPhone 6. Yeah.
2: Do it before December 31st. Because the price is going to go up from $29 to $69.
0: Oh, there you go. That magic number. Well, I wonder why they're doing that. Might they have a new phone coming out?
2: Oh, yeah. They got (laughs) the new 10. Well, they got three phones coming out. Yeah. But they're not going to have G5. No. Okay. No, I heard that. They're not going to have G5. 5G, you mean. 5G. Yeah. They're going to do that around 2020. That'll be
0: the next phone, so you'll have to... Supposedly they're working on
2: perfecting, I'm doing air quotes, perfecting (laughs) it before they put it into there. So 5G
0: actually is going to be revolutionary. Um, 5G hopefully will uh, allow us to kick the uh, broadband wired companies to the curb as an option as well, because uh, what happens with 5G is um, it's basically a wireless system. And you'll need a lot of wireless transmitters all over the place. So there's a company actually in Boston that I'm trying to get on the show to talk about it, where they're putting these wireless transmitters on their buildings. And if you're part of this building, you get this great, great, super fast service for low cost, all wireless um, broadband. I can go look up the actual bandwidth. Um, but the more this occurs, the less you're going to need even a fiber connection, a broadband connection. You're not going to need anything. And hopefully we have competing 5G services So you're not stuck with just one, but in the wireless world, you do have a lot of competition right now. So let's hope that with that competition continuing, we now add 5G to the mix. Now you literally can cut that cable because you're going to have a 5G connection.
2: Oh, competition!
0: That's a beautiful thing, <laughs> and you ba- you basically put this five G and I'll, I'll find that article from that Boston company. I can't think of it right now.
2: But I'll uh, bet, bet you you're not going to pay for speed. You're going to pay per gigabyte.
0: That's the problem. The how many megabits megabytes they're going to charge well, you for? I
2: don't think that's a problem. I think that's actually good because you know you'll if, pay if for the what monthly's you use. Fair, yeah, I agree. You know? if, I agree. If, if I monthly. buy that service, yeah, and I download one movie a week, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, and somebody else is doing like 10 a day. Yeah. You know, why should they charge them the same price they charge me? I agree. You know,
0: as long as the connection fee is fair, like, you know, 30, 40 bucks to connect, and
2: right. then you pay for what right. you
0: use. Correct. If the connection fee is 200 bucks and, and then they pay on top of that for what you use, then you're, it's back to a car payment again. We don't need a car payment to get internet. Um, it needs to be more fair. I agree with you. I don't mind paying for the megabit. Right. That's that's true. That's the fair yeah, way to go.
2: Yeah, we, we should pay the same to get access right? and then pay for what we use. Yeah, As, you know, It's like my water bill. You know what I mean? Yeah. I use more water than you. I'm going to get a bigger bill. You should. Unless they give me the discount for qual- a quantity discount.
0: That's not the way it's <laughs> supposed to work. That's not the way it's supposed to work. <laughs> uh, so what else you got there, Bob? Anything else in the news okay. you want to bring
2: up? I got a couple are that kind of segue into each other. Yeah. Uh, Google's Dragonfly. Yes. Would reportedly collect Chinese citizens' phone numbers. Mm. A prototype for China's censored search engine would connect users' searches to their personal numbers, the mm. intercept reports. Nasty. A prototype for Google's uh, censored uh, search engine in China would reportedly collect users' queries to their phone numbers, and uh, making it easy for the government to track their, uh, their searches. Mm.
0: The... Uh,
2: re- Engine reportedly codenamed Dragonfly, yeah. and designed for Android devices, mm-hmm. would exclude content that isn't approved by the Chinese government, uh, as uh, such as information on democracy, mm. free speech, mm. and protests, according to the intercept. Wow. You don't think that they would have a version for the U.S. government at Come some point? Say, yeah, know. exactly. If they're going to sell it to one government, I'll bet you they sell it to others. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sources told the uh, publication that prototypes for Dragonfly linked the search app to the users' phone numbers, meaning that those who search for banned information could be interrogated or detained if security agencies got a hold of G- Google's search records. Nice. And there's more on this. It's kind of interesting. And
0: uh, yeah, because Google's desperate to get back into China. And because uh, they were they were kicked because Google early on would not participate with those censored searches, which was right. We don't want you know they
2: should not do that. We yeah, agree. God forbid they should search about freedom, oh, and democracy, and whatever. Yeah, we don't want that to happen in China.
0: Uh, but uh, so Google now is trying to work with the Chinese government, the Communist Chinese government, to allow them to keep their people down. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Bob. What else did you have?
2: Okay, so. This is another one from CNET. It's another uh, Google employees are reportedly resigning over China's search efforts. Mm-hmm. The resignations follow a protest from over 1,000 Googlers last month yeah. over the project codenamed Dragonfly. Google employees, unhappy with the search uh, giant's efforts to uh, re enter China, are resigning in protest, according to news reports published Thursday. Mm-hmm. The company has been under intense scrutiny since The Intercept reported last month on Google's plans. To build a
0: censored search
2: engine. Censored, censored search engine. Mm-hmm. Easier for you to say mm-hmm. for China. Eight years after initially retreating from the country, country yeah. at the time of the departure, Google co-founder Sergey Brin, who grew up in the Soviet Union, cited the totalitarian totalitarianism of Chinese policies. There you go. The new search engine, reportedly codenamed Dragonfly, has also drawn criticism from Google's workforce. About a 1,000 employees signed an open letter asking the company to be transparent about the project and to create an ethical review process for it that includes rank-and-file employees, not just high-level executives.
0: Mm -hmm. They want to know what they're building.
2: Exactly. So at least six other employees have also resigned over Dragonfly according to Buzz BuzzFeed. Oh yes. Yeah. Well uh, a thousand some complaint. employees appear to be going to the next level by leaving the company. I, j- I jumped yeah, over a few paragraphs. That's okay. That includes Jack Paulson, a senior research scientist who worked at Google for more than two years. That mm. must be a long time in that industry, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> according to articles by The Intercept and BuzzFeed, he was previously an assistant mathematics professor at Stanford, according mm. to his LinkedIn profile, gotcha. and tendered his resignation mm. from Google on August 31st. Right. Well,
0: Google is having some issues there. I mean, yeah, you know, they want to work with the Chinese government, and you're going to have to either play ball or not. And uh, I, I, I agree with those guys protesting. They want to know what they're building. And
2: we're building the empire. Yeah, mm. <laughs> which dun, is going to dun,
0: strike dun, back. Dun, 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 <laughs> yeah, who knows? Well, they got rid of their little slogan there. Do no evil. You know. Now they're saying, eh, do a little less evil. Do, they did that. After, can do some evil
2: after they pulled out of China and decided they wanted to get back in.
0: Yeah. Yes, that's kind of nasty. We'll put the links up there for you on our, on, our, on our website show, computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com. We're going to step out for a quick break, get to your calls, Don and Andrew, hang on, and two lines open for you. Feel free to get online, one 800 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. And that is a geek theme if I ever heard one coming on the radio there. And uh, a couple things for you. Uh, I want to make sure you guys realized that um, the, the company I was mentioning about Boston, was it's called Starry Internet, S-T-A-R-R-Y. And it's the new 5G that they're trying to release in some of these buildings. And the funny thing is, too, that I should bring up is now there are whole towns and cities who are pre-blocking so you know you've got, you've got towns and cities who will make sure that there's ordinances available to open this or that type of technology or this or that type of store. You know there's big big issues with the medical marijuana where you're going to place the device, the actual store. So they, you know, the planning and zoning folks are saying, well you can put it here, you can put it there. They're kind of doing it ahead of time before it all comes into their their city. Well there's there's whole cities in like uh, and towns in in uh, California, San Francisco area, which is supposed to be a high tech mecca, who are pre blocking 5G because why? They're worried about cancer, so any
2: any excuse the lobbyists can come up with,
0: (laughs) I I guess. I mean, it's been disproven. It's been over and over again that cell phones don't cause cancer, over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, Um, and uh, and and now a new technology where you've got more of these little broadcast suckers all over the. plays that are going to be a little broadcasting and people are freaking out again oh my goodness we should make sure we block this technology so it doesn't cause cancer um really <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna stop technology that way uh i don't know but this this company called starry in boston uh, to check it out they're uh putting these uh units all over their buildings and offering really high-speed internet for uh all in 50 bucks um all wireless Let's get to your calls. You are nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. I digress here. we got Don in Canton first. Don, what's up? You there, Don?
1: Oh, yeah. Just a question. Uh, every once in a while, I'm running uh, Windows 10 yep. with uh, Excel. I'm running an Excel spreadsheet. And uh, what I'll get is I'll try to save it. I'll do, do some changes, try to save it. And I get an error message on the screen that says, uh, File cannot be located. It doesn't exist. And uh, a big, a, a long path to the file that does exist shows up, and it's not a file that I created. It's got some weird, just unusual letters and numbers. And uh, what I end up doing is uh, sometimes I just um, close out, totally close down the computer, restart it, and uh, I lose everything I've, 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 uh, I've done,
3: mm.
1: but the original, the original file is still there. I have to go from scratch I think one one time it ha- it's happened more than once I think one time I was able to maybe just do a restart mm-hmm. um, wh- you know just a, a restart and the, the changes were there but I'm just am i i i guess the question is am I picking up a temporary little virus or is there something no. within within the uh the operating system that's just doing that
0: well what version of Excel is it is it an old version of Excel
1: no it's the current two thousand
0: sixteen all right. I doubt it's a virus. I doubt it's a virus. I'm seeing a bunch of information here on this error. How about you, Bob? Are you finding anything? Yeah, I
2: see all sorts of them. And you can't uh, – well, you're not trying to de- de- delete it. You're trying no, to save, save it.
0: Save it. So for me, I would think you'd have some sort of drive problem, uh, corruption or something. However, it's this is all over the place when it comes to Microsoft. This I've, I've never seen this error myself, um, but plenty of people have seen it. It's also talking about, in some of these errors, talk about the fact that you might have the file open multiple times. Maybe you oh, okay. inadvertently opened it twice or something like that. Does that ring a bell for you? That,
1: that, that could be. Well, it does say in the error message, it does say it gives you a bunch of possibilities. It says the file uh, is maybe already opened or something. Yeah. Um, yeah
0: was- that makes more sense to me, uh, that you might have inadvertently opened the file held it a little bit, and uh, you think you're saving it, but you've got it open somewhere else. That could be it. If you want to hold a little bit down, we'll do a little more searching. We're coming up against the heartbreak already, um, okay. so if you want to hold over a little bit, we'll, we'll talk further about it. Okay, All right. Sure. Hang on one sec. We're going to continue with Don, Andrew, and Chris. Hang on. One line open for you. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11. It's a full show, and then there's a lot of football coming up, um, but I think Dr. Leslie's going to be in for half an hour with healthy rounds, but then you got a whole ton of football i'm trying to look at the thing i think it's oklahoma and iowa state so stick around for that we'll be right back and we are back we're gonna be here till 11 o'clock stick around and uh, lines are all jammed up this morning thank you very much for being there for us and let's get right back to Don in Canton, who's got his issue saving as an Excel file. Are you still there, Don?
1: Oh, still there,
0: yeah. All right. So we did some more research. And yes, what I had suggested, where you possibly are opening up the file twice is an option. But Bob found another one that you might be doing.
2: So they, I've got one here that says, Files do not open in Excel, or File not found occurs when um, opened by double click. So. Ah, okay. So then uh, they. Uh, list the symptoms, and it goes, it says file uh, filename.xls, uh, could not be found, check the spelling, verify the file name, and the location is correct, that it has been renamed, moved, or deleted. Right. And then it gives a cause. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway, it gives a cause, and it gives you the resolution and the workaround, and there's some registry edits that you can put in that's supposed to fix it. Right. So we'll have oh. a, link, a link to that.
0: I could try it. So you're
1: gonna put out a link. To, you're gonna put up a, a link to that.
0: Yep, we'll put a link for that for you to take a look at it. See if that's the cause. Obviously, make sure that you haven't uh, opened it twice. That's another issue that most most often happens. It could be corrupt. That's another um, thing that could be occurring. But uh, most likely, it's a double click something silly like that.
1: Double click. Okay, so that's on the WTI dot uh, tab, oh, yeah. uh, tab.com?
0: Close the name of the show.com. Which also works. Oh. Computer talk with tab. You can go to okay. tabinc.com. dot We can you can get it from almost anywhere okay. if you put in <laughs> but if you put in computer talk with tab, you'll get to our site.
1: I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll look at the link. All right, Yeah, Don. I'm kind of a little reluctant to fool around with the, uh, the,
0: the registry. Yeah, the,
1: uh, the registry. You know,
0: uh, I don't blame you. With, uh, um, I think it's more of your clicking uh, that you're having issues with. So keep an okay, eye on that. Thanks,
1: uh, thanks again. Great information. Great show. <laughs> thanks,
0: Don, for being there. Thank All right, you. Bye bye. All right, let's move on to uh, Andrew in Glastonbury next. Morning, Andrew.
4: Good morning. <clears throat> I have a situation here where I filled out a resume, uh, I mean an application for employment online, mm-hmm. and the application consists of 16 questions. Mm-hmm. So I I finished that, and on the line where it says Upload Resume, I uploaded um, two pages of my resume in two separate documents, I guess. Yeah. And um, I uploaded the first document. It uh, it read out on on the little window, uh, Resume 2018, page one, and Mm -hmm. then I uploaded um, page two. Yeah and it seems like it kicked out uh, the page 1 and uh, kept page 2 mm. uh but after page 2 it says jpeg.jpeg dot .jpeg twice so the system didn't accept uh, my my uh, um, application yeah. uh, application uh, uh the error when the error message says you can only upload file following files mm-hmm. pdf doc docx mp3 WMA, uh, MPG, FLV, JPG, mm-hmm. ENG, GIS. Mm-hmm. So I called. I called the uh, employer, and the, and the secretary said, "Oh, you, you, uh, you, uh, the system can only accept PDF." Uh, is she wrong, or I mean, the error message came out saying that JPG is also acceptable?
0: Yeah. So how many uh, how many formats does it take to send a resume in? Right? It's getting crazy these days. Uh, PDF is probably the easiest way for you to submit the resume. So do you have a Word editor where you can edit your resume in a Word in a word document or what have you? What are you using to edit your resume in?
4: Uh, I basically um, scanned my resume uh, and, and uh, uh, created a do- uh, document in, in, in my computer system to documents. I, ah. I, I didn't use Word.
0: Okay, so you scanned your resume in and then it created a JPEG of some kind which may have created a large file that it could be choking on.
2: Or it could have been a .png also.
0: Yeah, who knows what it created so a for T-I-F-F. the app. Yeah, it created a JPEG.jpg, he said. Oh, okay. Um yeah. so I think that what you want to try Andrew is if you have a word editor, either create your document cleanly and convert it to a PDF, a two-page PDF by saving it as and then you choose the format as PDF or look as look at look at how you're scanning. So scanning can get a little hairy, especially if you scan it in high resolution. Uh, if you scan those documents in high resolution, what happens is they're very large and um, the systems are going to balk at them. They don't want these monstrous files. They're really uh. large because you can blow them up and put them on the side of a building uh, because uh. of the resolution. So you could try rescanning, and if you can choose the output as PDF and a low resolution, you might have better shot at having them accept the file but uh i would i would definitely shoot for pdf which is the adobe format um if that's what she said do what she said cuz you can't be the first guy with a problem um uploading it
4: so in other words i um do, do i have to purchase this uh, adobe uh nope. software nope. or should it be uh
0: uh, uh in my um 8.1 uh, operating system the adobe opera- the, the adobe reader is probably available to you on your computer already but that's not your problem when you scan it you have to tell your scanner create my file as a low resolution pdf oh okay if you don't uh, do that there's it nothing it's just going to produce a file that's that your system is that their system is balking on uh-huh. um, or or you you stop the scanning idea you sit down and type it in to a word editor of some kind, word document editor and save the file as a two-page PDF, so it's one file. If you only load a, if you load it as two separate files, that could also affect your ability to be hired because they may only look at one. You want it together, right? You want it as one document, not two. Right, right. So if you edit it in a word a word editor of some kind, a document editor of some kind and save it as a PDF as a two-page PDF, you win. Um
4: but uh, if, if I if I scan it again and create uh, two PDF documents, uh, sh- should they should their system uh, uh, accept those two? It
0: might, yeah. It might accept the two documents. Sure. It's just oh, as long okay. as they scan as a lower resolution and they scan as PDF, like she told you to do. Make yeah. sure you set those settings in your scanner. Try that. Yeah, that can't hurt. If it accepts it, that's fine.
4: Okay. Okay. Very good. Uh, I think that's the answer then. Yeah. Good luck. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Great help.
0: All right. Good luck. Bye. Hope you get the job, man. Okay, bye. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, LinkedIn is also very good uh, for any kind of recruiting or any kind of uh, information as far as getting your resume out there. You can upload your resume to LinkedIn and set up a profile. And uh, a great tool. Let's move on to Joe in Berlin. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Morning.
3: Yeah. Uh, when I go out to the uh, use Firefox, Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm getting a uh, website blocked due to riskware. Nice. Malbars uh, Malbarts, uh, Malbart's uh, premium.
0: Malware bytes premium. Yeah. they're saving you, Joe. You're trying to go someplace bad.
3: <laughs> it says uh, this is Firefox site looks like.
0: That's well, it's interfacing with malware bytes. it looks like you must have malware bytes on there, right? Yes, I did. So it's actually telling you it's malware bytes stopping you. Correct. Yeah, so it's not Firefox. If you used a different browser, it should do the same thing. Okay. And obviously, this is why we say, when I talk about filtering, I say you want to go to a site on purpose or by accident. I'm not sure where you're going, but wherever you're trying to go is a malicious site.
3: Uh, No, I'm just logging on. uh, I'm not going to anywhere yet. Uh Uh-huh. It it, uh, looks like it says go... uh, go Maryhan.com and uh, well that, that doesn't domain that, and then it's uh, Firefox's
0: uh, the site well go marry something whatever you're talking about is clearly a, a malicious a site and it might be that your browser has been hijacked to be your your home So you might have gone somewhere your browser was hijacked to do that go marry whatever sitecom. And now malware bites is saying, "Hey buddy, if I send you here, it's malicious so they're saving you
3: right I understand that okay, good but, uh, it's, this thing has been up on the top bar this go Mary, yeah uh, thanks.com yeah and then uh, but I haven't gone to any site
2: well it's in your it's in your your browser under the options so it's pre-programmed. It's oh, okay. It, so the hijack took over your browser, and it put this website in there, right? So that you would go there automatically. So, oh, okay. Malwarebytes is saying, "No, you're not going there because it's dangerous." Right. So what you need to do is go in under the options and and get rid of that website uh, under your homepage.
0: Oh, okay. And clear your cache.
3: Okay. Can you put that in the link, how to do that?
0: How to clear your cache in Firefox? Yes, we can do that for you. But also run Malwarebytes, if you could. I did
3: run Malwarebytes. Say that again? I did run Malwarebytes, and it said I'm clean.
0: All right, good. So that's good. So you have no malicious software on your system. It's just protecting you from getting malicious software if you ended up going there. Right. So it's doing you a favor.
3: What it's saying is uh, Malware, it says, uh, website blocked due to risk wear. Yeah. And... The risk where, when reading the description, says somewhere in the risk where, or the Firefox there may be something
0: wrong. Right, and that's where you're going to clear your cache. You're going to remove that Mary site. You're going to, you've got something in your in your preferences within um, Firefox that's sending you to a site that's risky, and they're trying to protect you. So by clearing okay. your cache, that'll probably help.
3: Okay, that's thank you hoping. very much.
0: You're welcome, Joe. Okay, All right. Bye bye. It's actually interesting we have to go to a quick break here but even in our client base we use a very powerful filtration tool as well and uh, one of our clients was trying to get an email she thought was from a docuSign where you know business could occur where you have to sign this PDF document and uh, you know that a lot of their business is back and forth through this docuSign system. Well docuSign has been hit pretty seriously when it comes to people spoofing um, or sending out phishing schemes so, uh, our filtration service protected her and said, no, you can't go to this particular DocuSign configuration because it's malicious. And literally she was upset with us, um, because of course she wants this business, but we were trying to tell her it's not real. <laughs> it's, it's malicious. Uh, the software we're using wouldn't tell you it's malicious if it wasn't. Um, so we find ourselves having to explain, you know, to attorneys, to these folks and say, Hey guys, the reason you're not getting this message is not because it's uh we want to block it it's because it's bad it's not real it's it's a it's a malicious connection and you, and you're, the service you have in place is actually saving you from a big mess um but it's hard for people to kind of get past the understanding that you know what you when you get these things in from people you think are legitimate they may not be so you got to be careful phishing phishing schemes are pretty um uh, insidious they've done a good job of trying to trick you into clicking on this stuff and introducing malware to your system so you need a good web defense tool. Our clients have it for our, in our client base, and uh, you know it works really well. And in this case, he's using a tool to protect him, and it's saving him from a big, a big mess probably. We're going to step out for a quick break. We got Doug and Chris uh, on the line. Two lines open for you, Eight hundred nine six six 966 wtic 522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. back. This is Computer Chocolate with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock, and then coming in at 11.30 is Dr. Alessi with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And then uh, Oklahoma against uh, Iowa State, so stick around uh, for that starting at 11.30, so a nice big uh, football game for you. Let's go back to your calls. We're going to go to Doug. I guess. No, sorry. Chris is on the line longest, so we're going to go to Chris in Newington. Not sure why he's not up first, though. Hey, Chris.
5: Hey, Eric. How are you? Doing hey, fine. Bob. Hi, the uh, question I have is about audio recording and uh, radio recording in Android. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with the TuneIn app.
0: TuneIn, yeah. We don't use it anymore at WTIC, but yes, I've heard yes, of it.
5: that's the problem. Uh, I had TuneIn, and I paid extra for the, the TuneIn Pro, yep. which enables you to actually – it's essentially like a DVR for radio. Okay. You could set up time to record, and then uh, if you were listening to radio, you could actually pause it, or if a phone call came in, it would pause it for you. And then uh, you could pick it up, yep. And it would have like about a thirty minute a thirty minute buffer. But if you recorded something, you could record for I don't know. I guess as long as your phone phone could hold the audio. That's neat. Um, and it was really cool because I was able to listen to 1080 and, and other CBS stations that way. But of course, as you mentioned, now um, we're not on TuneIn anymore. Right. And um, not just 1080, but a bunch of CBS stations. Right. So I was wondering if you or any of your friends might know of any any effective third party apps that could record radio. In a way like I just described, uh, essentially, almost like a, almost like a DVR for uh, radio on your, on your cell phone.
0: All right, yeah, it's a fair question. Um, I, we can try to find something for you. It looks like Directv offers it, uh, the, a DVR for radio.com. You wouldn't happen to have Directv, would you? I don't. Okay, but they do offer it. But we can look at others. Uh, that offer the service for radio dot com, but right now that's the only one I see. We can throw it out to the listeners. um you are you are a true radio junkie like me too, so t- yes, to actually record radio is awesome. Um, obviously, you've got podcasts that are already pre-recorded, but you're looking for the whole stream.
5: yeah, well, not only that, but there also if there's other streaming content that might not be on a traditional radio stations' website, yep that uh, that I could set up to record if I'm not available to listen to it at the actual time it's on. Um, and then maybe you'd kind of be able to catch up after, um, you know, after I come back, if I join it like an hour late, I could go back to the beginning. Um, Actually, what would help is if these, like, if these programs would just post their, uh, recordings up like an hour at a time instead of waiting for the whole show to end. So you you can't really join it in progress. You got to wait for it to end. Yeah. Right, um, I mean, it's 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 you know it's a first-world problem, of course. But I, I knew the technology existed when I had it through TuneIn, so I just didn't know if you f- were familiar with or any other apps on Android that would accomplish something similar.
0: Well, we'll look for you, and we'll throw it out to the listeners because you can't be the only guy out there doing it. So if the listeners know of a DVR-style radio recorder for Chris, uh, either email us at uh, gethelp at tabinc.com or give us a ring this morning, and um, maybe there's something out there. I'm looking now, and the only thing I see is DirecTV. Is offering a uh, a way to do that, um, but uh, that may not be. You, you don't want to go necessarily to buy Directv to solve that problem. So let's see if we no, find a third party.
5: Now, to save everybody a little bit of time, there are a lot of the voice recorder apps that you can get will record whatever's on your phone at the time, but it will also pick up anything that your phone's microphone will have. So, like, if your phone rings, it'll pick up your phone ringing. If there's a conversation going on, oh. um, so I think this is considered because the research I've done on it is. You basically looking to record the phone's internal audio, and there are there are screen video recorders out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's only one that I was able to find that actually can record internal audio without any interference from the outside.
0: Right, and that was the TuneIn. That's,
5: that's called Mo- Well, no, this is separate from that. It's called Mobizen, but it's basically for people who want to record their video games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it effectively does part of what I'm looking for, but if you enable it to record internal sound, yep. then it. Cuts out your speakers. Now you can't hear while it's recording. <laughs> <laughs> and my guess is they don't want people stealing music, right? Like all Napster type thing. But um, yeah. that's right. probably why it's not rarely available.
0: But well, anyway, we'll, we'll put it out there. I don't have any experience with it, but maybe somebody else does, and uh, we'll go from there. Thank you. Hey, nice talking to you, Chris. Thank you, too. Thank all right. you. Bye-bye. So uh, if you guys know anything out there for Chris that does any kind of DVR of radio, I'm also looking for a podcast. Uh, a service that'll allow for closed captioning, live closed captioning of podcast, um, that would be kind of nice too for folks, especially you know for folks who are hearing impaired to have the closed captioning out there. Um, but I haven't really found anything yet that does that. So we're gonna be here till eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online, Doug and Joyce. Hang on, we'll get to your calls. Two lines open: eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. We'll be right back.